Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Hey, good afternoon. Hello, hello. Sanas. The only way I see, oh, I think I see Zach. I see Zach's knee. Hello, Zach's knee. Hello, third grade. Texas. John's busted out the shorts. It's this this weather. You can't tell if it's shorts or or like it's I don't know. It's flannel. Where down the hill it's flannel, John. It's like just steps away and different. Hey, Melissa. Nice specs. Awesome. It's good to see everyone. Thank you for being here. I have exciting news. Hip openers. Going strong on hip openers tonight. Maybe it's like the opposite of exciting news. It's a, but I have more exciting news. If you like, if you think hip openers is exciting news, and you like that kind of uh, vibe of a practice that's the, the LSD vibe, the low, slow, deep uh, situations, we're going to bring back our unwind class, which is the 7 to 7.30 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Some of y'all were more into that, um, but basically bringing uh, it back as a yoga for relaxation and better sleep uh, endeavor. So we're going to bring that in uh, on the 17th is when that's going to start, but you'll, you'll see it in your in your weekly class lineup if you are interested in that class. It'll be uh, back to the days of yoga for stiff guys, that kind of 30-minute uh, stretching deep breathing, relaxation. Am I saying all the right words at this point? Um, so that's coming back. It's going to be in studio and on Zoom. So if you want to come into the studio, you can either register for it or if you've got an all-access membership that's included in, in that. But I'm super excited to bring back the Tuesday, Thursday, 7 to 7.30 as an option. You know, sometimes those days they get away from you and yoga didn't happen. And then there's like that backup plan. It's like the, the backup to the backup. I like having a backup to the backup. So uh, that, was, that was my exciting news. Now, if exciting news in your world runs the other direction, like sweated out stuff, Power 90 is coming at you next Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Beauty of being on Zoom for that is that you can just leave when you want to leave. The beauty of coming to the studio is that you can't leave and you have to finish it. <laughs> We lock you in. No, I'm just kidding. Like, either way, you win. So that's coming up, and you can play here or you can play here. Either, either one. Um, Carrie, you could fly in, and you know that would be awesome. Or we could see here. Yeah, exactly. All right. I've talked enough for your yoga class. We're going to start in seated straddle, which is a good time to get to know your seated straddle, and and the, the seated straddle at at first blush, like we haven't done anything yet. So uh, having a prop of some sort, like a pillow, a blanket, uh, a textbook, if you happen to be in a third grade classroom might work. Uh, if when you sit down and just pause, because this is the, like the part of yoga, getting to know your own body, that's super important and sometimes overlooked. Some of us, when we sit to straddle, our hips want to tilt backward. There's no problem with that. You're not wrong. It's not bad posture. It's just that's what they do. If you're sitting a little behind your sitting bones, you're a good candidate for putting something underneath them. 
so that you elevate them and the leg bones can drop down. It would never be wrong to elevate your hips here. So if you're going to err on a side of, I have no idea where I am in space, lift your hips up. It won't be a problem. There's another type. There's, there's, you know, there's two types of people, people who classify other people into two types of people and people who don't. Um, but in, in straddles, there's generally two types. There's the, uh, this behind the sitting bones. And then there's those of us that pitch a little forward and you'll see that in your toes moving forward. Um, it doesn't mean you're folded forward, but that the legs are rolling forward. If you fall into that category, flex your feet strongly so that your toes point up. So eventually what we all get to is the ability to sit upright in this position without worrying about bound forward. We're not worrying about any, any fancy stuff yet. Just that you can sit legs out in some interpretation of a straddle with your spine in its just good harmonious alignment. Neither kind of tilted back, and I'm over-exaggerating here, or tilted forward to the degree that the legs roll in. Just take a moment, close your eyes, and notice how you're sitting. And if there's some adjustment to be made, cool, fine-tune that. don't spend enough time just pausing to get a read on where we are. I think probably as human beings and as yoga practitioners in general, just honoring that time that it takes to listen and feel. We all want to know like right away, instantaneously, everything all the time. And that's just not the way it works. You can't know how to best set yourself up in a posture until you actually know what your alignment is and then to bring yourself into the alignment of a pose it's aligning yourself with yourself how do you best sit upright do you need to move your legs in do you need to move them out do you need to lift the hips more You can almost think of it as like a foreign language. It helps if the person you're speaking with speaks slowly and you have time to listen and process. So listening to the language of our body is, is that way. We're going to take this, walk the fingertips forward, and you're coming forward at a diagonal. Lift your chest up. You're going to... Uh, Embody a little bit of up dog here, a little bit of halfway lift, and then just have a rock side to side that movement of the rib cage in a circle. Those of us that pitch a little forward, our toes might be trying to roll in a little bit. Everybody, dig your heels in so that you don't go anywhere, and literally, you find out where that metaphor is from. And once the heels are dug in, body's moving side to side, let the rib cage go as far side to side as yours wants to go. It's Friday, let loose. All of this is just a ruse to keep you in the straddle for a little longer. As you're moving, 
chest is moving forward and up, spine is moving in. Every pose is halfway lift. Right? Spine in the back of the heart, take that rounding out of the back that tends to get there because gravity. You're gonna come back to center and pause. Now you're really gonna pull your hands into the floor. You don't need to go down, we're going up. But pull your hands into the floor, pull your spine in. There's a little bit of cobra action here. A little bend in your elbows, pull the elbows back toward you to draw your spine in. Breath in, breath out. One more breath in, and then breath out. We're just going to let this relax a little bit. So you don't need to bow deeply, but just let the spine take more of a, a forward fold or a ragdoll quality. And inhale, walk your hands in to bring yourself back up to seated. We're going to bring the right leg in front of the left, little cross-legged seated posture, and then a little rock of the rib cage side to side, back to what, what we had going in those, I don't know. It always seems, it seems like you're having a good, good time with this. I can't tell that it seems like it. Again, as you're doing this, just find that it, mantra. Every pose is halfway lift, and, but, until it's not, but that spine coming in, particularly as we're on diagonals in this practice, heart drawing forward. It's going to get the posture muscles in the back to work. Coming back to center and once more, pull your hands into the floor, pull your heart forward, feel any differences that makes. The elbows hug in, it's like you're in cobra pose. And then a slow relaxation of the back muscles, let yourself bow over that and breathe here. On an inhale, we're going to sit up and lean out of this. Your choice to lean out of it, just lean out, or to lean out of it into boat pose. And then exhale, cross the other leg in front. And you're going to lift up. This may be a good place, too, to sit on something. If you feel like the, the hips are really rounded back and you're seated across legs, boost yourself up. And bow forward again at that diagonal, it's not really a bow, I guess. It's a, a leaning in, because we're leaning in here. Uh, but without the lean, more of a, a pull of the heart forward, a drawing the spine in, real active in the mid-back. Another factor to check in with is your head and neck. So because we're, we're, we're kind of inured to the, forward and down head thing that we get all day long. It'll creep into the yoga practice if we're not paying attention. Lengthen the back of your neck. And one thing you can do for yourself in this practice of yoga, in the practice of being an upright human being, is to consider the back of your neck. Consider that, that lengthening of the back of the neck, the movement of the base of the skull away from the spine length of the nape of your neck, the head, feeling like it's in line with the rest of the spine, brain in line with the rest of the spine. Come back to center. 
pull your hands and pull your elbows into heart forward. And from there, set your gaze out on the floor at a, a good place where you feel like your head is neither gonna drop before you can see this if you wanna look. Um, head getting pulled down and forward. This is totally a uh, you know, computer using posture. Head in line, gaze is still at the floor, but there's a whole different alignment to my neck. Breath in and then slowly release down over the legs. Let your head drop. So once we're once we're curling the rest of the spine, that aspect of dropping the head makes total sense because you tuck it in and then in doing so release the muscles of the back of the neck. On your inhale, come on up from that, lean out of it. Again, you can go with a lean out or you go into boat. In the boat, every pose is halfway lift, pull spine in, breath here. Then we'll cross the feet, plant the hands. You do you, getting yourself back to down dog. Once we get there, we'll pause. Take in your down dog. If it needs to walk a little wider, a little longer, right? you might have a sense of that. Get still enough to, to have the awareness. Do you like what you're doing? And if not, what is going on? What is the irritation? Once you can identify it, you can do something about it that's useful. Yesterday, I was taking the dog for a walk, and I was super irritated, and I couldn't figure out why. It's because the wind was blowing. Do you guys, I don't know if you guys were here and remember that wind blowing yesterday. Dog was irritated. I was irritated. And then uh, I went inside because I was too irritated by the wind. Like, wow, all my problems just stopped. Maybe they all just stopped. But until that moment, we notice what is the thing. You can't really do anything. And in down dog, what we'll often do is just pedal around, move around, Avoid the issue. And just a moment of pause, assessing the situation and making meaningful change would help more. Look forward, walk forward, do the same thing with ragdoll. And so you start with feet almost that distance apart. And wrap the arms around each other. If you already know what usually works for you, go there. And then just notice, like, is it working today? Because we're not androids. We're human beings, human creatures that are going to be different day to day. What was helpful yesterday may be too much or too little today. only way to know is to pay attention. Even if you're only in this to get more flexible, but especially if you're in this to get more flexible, you're gonna need to stay in poses, right? It's nice to wiggle side to side. We did that, right? That's your range of motion and it's good for you. It's good to move. You want more flexibility you got to sustain some stretches, which means you have to be comfortable enough to stay in them. Breath in. And breath out. 
release your hands to your mat. Walk your feet together and inhale, reach up to standing mountain pose. We'll pause here and sustain this one, elongating from feet to fingers. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms. Feel the energetic shift of that action, then stop squeezing the arms and legs. Now squeeze the legs, squeeze the arms. So we're centering in. Stop squeezing. This time from your feet pressing down, do a do plug in with the feet. Squeeze the legs. Lift your navel center. Squeeze your arms. Fan your fingers. And from your feet pressing down, you are lifting your fingertips. Feel your body. Breath in. And then keep the lift through the central body. Bring your hands to heart center. So feet are plugged down. Crown of your head's reaching up. Taking a moment to imprint good, strong posture. Flow one half breath to each movement. And our emphasis is going to be on using that whole half breath to really like dig into whatever movement it is, right? whether it's reaching or bending. Right? So get a breath here that you empty. And when you inhale, Reach up mountain pose. Like it's the first and only ever time you're going to reach and go as long as you can. When you exhale, fold. Just to the duration of a, a full exhale, but you stay folding in that whole duration. Then inhale, lift halfway. Come up high enough and sustain it. Feel your mid-back and your abdominals work. We'll plant the hands. Step back to a high plank or a low plank. But squeeze your legs straight. Draw your heart forward. Every pose is halfway lift. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your feet down. Press your hands down. And then back to down dog. There's even a little halfway lift here where as you press into the down dog, the hip creases go up. Heart goes forward. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. Press your feet down. Take the full inhale to come up and to extend as high and long as you can get, and then fold as deeply in as you can get with your exhale. Press your feet down. Use an inhale to reach long, to go as far up out as you can go, and then exhale, bow forward. Same thing. Now you're working that fold to the end of the breath. You're going to get the most out of it that you can. Breathe in, lift halfway. Come up high enough to feel mid-back and abdominals. Join the party. Plant your hands. Step back. Press the floor. Tighten your legs. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Beautiful. Breathe out. Down dog. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow forward. Really nice. One more round. Press your feet down, breathe in, and reach up. Breathe out. All the way in, really get in there. Then halfway lift, 
up high enough that you can feel it in your back, in the abdominals. Press your hands down, step back, high or low push up, tighten the legs, breathe out here, all the way out. You can feel that. An upward facing dog. Press your feet down, press your hands down, draw your heart up. And press back, down dog. An empty of breath here, and then we're going to bring the knees down to the mat and take child's pose. You can take arms extended, you can take the arms at your sides, you can pause and feel the effect of whatever that just was. Feeling the effect of it, not analyzing it, certainly not judging it. Just what's landing with you right now. Next inhale, come on up to your hands and knees. When you exhale, take cat pose and stay with it. Let your chin tuck in, press the floor away. And then bring back to neutral, to your flat back. And draw your heart forward and get a little bit halfway there. I'm going to walk the hands forward and tuck toes, come up to down dog and elongate your down dog. So one step back with the feet, press the floor down and away. We're to turn the right toes out to the diagonal, bend the left knee and send the right hip up and back. So you lengthen the stance, which is going to change how you feel the uh, diagonal dog here. It may not quite be as much as you need and try walking your feet or your hands back. Or you may like the side body extension of this and go walking a little more forward. Or you may have hit just like perfectly on where you want to be and that's cool too. Breathe in and breathe out. Back to center, forward to a high plank, then all the way down to the floor. Peel up for Cobra. Exhale, release down slowly. Inhale, press up to hands and knees only. When you exhale, you're going to take cat pose again. Take a breath in here. And breath out. And inhale back to Neutral spine, flat back, walk the hands forward. Come up to down dog, try walking the feet back a bit. Draw your spine in, heart forward, a little bit of halfway lift for buoyancy of the chest. Turn your left toes to the diagonal. Bend your right knee. Press the left hip up and back. One way you do that is by pressing your hands down and forward. That's so yoga. If you want your hip to go up and back, Press your hands down and forward. Down and forward equals up and back. Yoga appeals to the contrarian side of my nature so much. Breath in. Breath out. One more of those. And if you want to try walking a little longer, a little shorter, do that. You're never going to be wrong to explore. 
practice the opposite of mindless movement is mindful inquiry. Come back to center, high plank. All the way to the floor, we'll take locust. Arms and legs. Same kind of squeeze we get in that mountain pose where the muscle grips in toward the bone. Reach the toes, fingers to the back wall. Release that down slowly. Press up to hands and knees. Press back to down dog. And pause here. Long, slow breath out. Then look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, fold. Sit your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose. We won't be here long, but reach into that full inhale, rise half breath, and then exhale. Use this half of the breath to fold and really fold and feel that, that folding in. There's, there's hip opening to be had there. Breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance apart. We're going to step the right foot back into a low lunge, keeping the fingertips down for now. When you breathe in, straighten the front leg. And when you breathe out, bend the front. Breathe in and breathe out. Three more of those. And use each half of the breath. So one half breath in the pyramid, one half breath in the lunge. As you like, to, to go as deep as you like, but to really feel the two sides of this versus just moving between We'll meet up in a low lunge, back knee up or down, and slide the left hand to the left thigh. We're going to press the thigh down or down and a little forward as you stack shoulders. So if you're, if you're lifting your back knee, the action is mostly down. If the back knee is down, the action is mostly forward. So depending on where your back knee is, the hand pressure is a little different. Either way you're going, press your feet down, draw your heart up and forward. Almost a little bit of back bend in here, and wouldn't be wrong to put a little back bend in. Breath in, and then breath out. Left hand down to the mat. Step your left leg back, high to low push-up. We'll breathe in, upward facing dog. Excellent. Breathe out, down dog. Inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you, three-legged dog. And exhale, take a big step into a low lunge. And then this time you're going to exhale, bending the back knee down toward or to the mat. Inhale, straighten your back leg. Small movement, probably a lot of feels. And then let's roll slow, because if you're going to exhale, knee down, inhale, tight. 
tighten the fingers, as much of that tightening as you can, even press the back heel back. One more of those. Pause there at the top, squeeze the back leg straight, draw your heart forward. We're in a really long step here, so it's gonna take a lot of work off the, the front and back foot. Pull into your front heel, push the back foot into the floor to get a little bit of air to step up. Good. Breathe in, lift halfway, up high enough to feel abdominals and mid-back muscles working. Breathe out, bow forward. Right. If you feel it, it's working. If you don't feel it, it's probably not working. Sit your hips back, dig your heels in, ukatasana. If you're low enough to feel that this is working, you're low enough. Squeeze your arms, bend your fingers. Exhale, fold, chest to thighs. And get in there. You want to feel this in the back of the legs. Breathe in, lift halfway. I probably don't need to remind you that, but sometimes you kind of do. Lift high enough, feel the mid-back. Then fingertips down. Step the left leg back. We're in a low lunge with fingertips down. And then press the front foot into the mat to send the hips up and back with your inhale. Pull the front heel into the mat. And the hips down and forward on your exhale. You'll continue on with that. Get the perspective that these are, are each two poses, each two asanas. And then use that half breath that you have devoted to each one to really get in there and feel. You don't have to go deep. If you're feeling it, it's enough. But that means that the mind's not distracted by other things, which can so easily happen when we get experienced at yoga. In with your hips up and back. And breathe out. Bring it into the lunge and stay with back knee up or down. We're going to slide the right hand to the thigh. And if your back knee is up, it's going to be more of a downward pressure of hand into leg. If back knee is down, it's going to be more of a forward pressure. Either way, you're going to use that pressure of hand to leg and leg back into hand. Stack your shoulders in the twist. Then draw your heart forward and elongate your front body. Back leg. If it's down, right, you're just uh, pressed into the front heel and the back thigh is tight. If you're up, press the back foot down. Actually, both kisses press your back foot down. Squeeze the leg straight. Breath in. Breath out. Right hand down. Step back to down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Into it. And then breathe in, take the left leg up and back. And breathe out, fold knee in, forward. And we've got the low lunge now that we're going to work with the back knee bending and straightening while the front leg stays pretty pretty in place. You may find it moving a little bit, but not, not overly so. If it is, it's just in, in reference to the back leg's movement. 
placing deference to the back of the feet. Back knee bends and straightens. You got to exhale down and inhale up to feel both sides of that. One more of those. And when you lift into the straight leg, really tighten it. Press into your front foot, tighten the back leg, press the back heel back and back and back and back. And dig your front heel into the mat. Feel how that pulls a little of your weight forward. At the same time, give a little bend to the back knee and push off the ball of the foot to step the back foot up. Good. Breathe in. Lift halfway flat back. Come up high enough. You feel that mid back work. You feel the abdominals pull into support. And then bow forward, breathe out. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Really reach. Breathe out, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. High enough to feel it. Then plant your hands. You do you. Step back to down dog or low push down. Heart forward. Every pose is that half lift. Upward facing dog. Check in with the back of your neck. Face the skull lifting away from the spine. Down dog. Breathe out. And then walk your feet halfway up your mat. Do not freak out. All we're going to do is then pick the side of the mat that you want to take a straddle toward and step yourself into that straddle. And we're gonna start with a straddle that looks an awful lot like a halfway lift. Surprise, surprise. So the way you're gonna judge distances for that straddle is your feet are far enough apart to have your hands on, uh, I'm in a standing straddle, I apologize, that was not clear. Um, the standing straddle, that allows you to be parallel to the floor in your upper body. So not a straddle split, but also not a straddle fold. And why are we here? What's the, our, our pose today that we're working the standing straight is standing uh, side lunges. So once you've got that situation where your body's parallel to the floor, turn your toes out toward the diagonals and then we'll go side to side and something that just feels like nice gliding action from right to left in those uh, standing straddle lunges. Your body is staying parallel to the floor in that half lift like position. You're feeling the muscles of your mid back and the muscles of your core body sustaining your spine here. Your gaze will be at the floor just directly underneath you. And back of the neck long. And you just got this kind of groove going on for the legs. But it just feels good. The idea is to just, as the knees move side to side there, you're pretty much tracking with the big toes. As long as your ankle and knees feel good, it's fine. We'll get a little more detailed in a moment. Come back to center after you take your next round through. And then we're going to take this over to the right. So you'll bend the right knee, 
walk your hands over until you're, uh, you're as deep as you want to go in the in the right leg. Now, your right heel might stay down. Your right heel might pop up. It's completely okay for your heel to pop up as long as you've got this kind of uh, core body action that's keeping your chest lifting up. And then this foot over here, the left foot, it's either down and grounded, flat, or it's on the heel, turned up, toes turned up, and grounded. Okay. It's also totally fine for your right heel to be down, but for a lot of us, the right heel needs to come up. You can let it. I, for many years, said, no, you can't do that. Well, I was like, it was wrong. It was, that's like the only thing I've ever been wrong about, I'm sure, but I was wrong. Your heel can be up if it's comfortable enough in your ankle and your knee. And for a lot of us, it'll help keep the knee pointing in the direction of the toes, which is what we want. If you feel that your knee is uh, falling inward toward the, uh, the center of the circle, try coming up on the ball of the foot and keeping the knee pointing the same line as the toes. Point the, uh, the, or press the left foot down into the mat. Like dig for tomorrow, whether it's the heel or whether it's the whole foot. That'll just change the, the element of stretch that you get. But it's working. Breath in, breath out. And if your legs are working a lot and you want to take the arms out of it, you can do the uh, you can do the Bruce Lee with it. I like the Bruce Lee. It's just personal. But I've seen another dragon too many times. No, you can't see that too many times. Come on back to center. Press out of your feet. Come into that straddle that we had. Just go ahead and parallel the feet and find, again, that upper body parallel to the floor. Feel your two legs. Just lived very different lives for a few moments. You want to turn left toes out to the diagonal. Right toes out the diagonal. You're going to walk your hands over to the left. You're going to get low as, as your knee and your ankle are going to allow you to get as we come over to the side. Still got some elements of the half lift, that drawing of the heart uh, forward and up. And then again, you may keep the heel down. You may uh, have your heel up. The the relevance of like why we used to say don't take your heel up. Well, uh, that takes the the three points of contact out of the equation, right? Which is not terrible because like in lunges, when our back foot is you know, heel lifted, it's it's doable. It's not great if you feel unstable or unsteady. But a way to not feel unstable is to work the other leg, work the extended leg, press that heel down. So if it's more comfortable for the left heel to be off the floor, let it, if that's not comfortable, if that actually causes you stress and pain, do not do it. But if like me, it causes you stress and pain to keep the heel on the floor no matter what, God damn it, uh, then lift your heel. It's, it's, it's not worth it to, uh, to get the style points. If you've got the ball, the left foot, and the heel, the right foot, digging into the mat, you're going to be steady enough. In fact, you'd be steady enough to, to get your kung fu armed up. That is, if you didn't go like full on Cinco de Mayo yesterday. If you went full on Cinco de Mayo yesterday, you might uh, 
you might forego the, the balance challenge. And good for you if you did. Come on back to center, slowly come out of that. And if we spend longer in both of those than we normally do, pause when you get to center. And if we're spending longer in the pose, take your time getting out of them and pause at a neutral spot. I'm gonna turn both toes out and drop the hips down into Malasana. There's a bonus while we're here. Uh, this is another one that if you need to lift your heels, uh, you can do that for sure. Or for many of us, it's just changing the spacing on it, uh, wider or more narrow. Let's take the arms inside the legs and depending on where your legs are, your hands might meet and you can go to the traditional Anjali Mudra, the thumbs at your sternum. Then you bring your sternum up into your thumbs and guess what? There's halfway lift going on right there. Then for some of us, it's, a, it's more interesting to open the arms down and out and press arms into legs. You can still get, there's still halfway lift there. Just pressing the arms back into the legs, pressing the legs into the arms and drawing your heart up and forward. Big breath in and breath out. One more breath in, lift your heart up and forward, traction out your spine. And then exhale, hands to the mat and press into your hands to help lift your hips back up. And you walk back to down dog. Take a moment in down dog just as a neutral posture. Then if you need child's pose, go for it. If down dog sustainable, stay, breath in. Breath out. And on an inhale, lift the right leg back and up behind. Then right knee to right elbow. Slide it slowly down so that you have the right leg in pigeon. Left leg extends back behind, press into the back foot, press into the front shin, make an assessment here. If this is no good for you, then for sure, choose a different outer hip stretch. There's seated cross legs or there's reclined pigeon. If this is okay, right, then I'm just gonna keep exploring a little more. Uh, coming down onto forearms. We're gonna go again with that spinal action of pulling the elbows back, pulling the heart forward. Anchor your mat down with the back foot. Really press the foot down and squeeze the leg. Press the front shin bone down. And so again, this is one that we used to say, we as yoga teachers, like, oh, put a block under your hip, put a block under your hip, it gets off the ground, do that, do that. I, it's not a problem that we did that. That was to be helpful. If you're really grounding the front leg, if you're really grounding the back leg, it's okay for your right hip to be off the floor unless you feel stress or pain somewhere in your knee or your low back, then totally not okay. But if you're not feeling any pain, any stress, but you're feeling a stretch, we have to enunciate those two words. Uh, if you're doing a stretch and things are stable and the front shin bone pressing down, back foot pressing down, then you're good. Walk your elbows out to the sides, rest your head. 
if you were going to put a block somewhere to help you ease tension in this pose, under your chest would be an excellent place. In fact, if you have a pillow, well, we should invest in pillows for the studio. A pillow even better. Let your chest rest. Keep the activation of front shin bone and back foot. Breath in and breath out. Inhale, you come up to your hands again. Welcome into the hands. And we're going to shift now onto the outer edge of the right leg. So if your right leg was already down, you're going to be rolling toward the outside. If your right hip was not down, you're going to place it down and then roll to the outer edge so that you can bring the front shin bone parallel with the front of the mat. If it was already there, it's already there, it's all good. Uh, back knee bends at about 90 degrees, front knee is bent at 90 degrees, you got a 90, 90, 90 at the hips, 90 at the back knee, maybe. We'll get to that. Lift up and then turn your rib cage so that you're angled toward the right foot. So you're sitting and, and looking diagonally at the foot. You're going to bow toward the foot at that diagonal across the mat. At this point, if your back knee feels any pressure, you might try bending it in, uh, change that angle a little bit. If your front leg wants to wiggle around, give yourself a backstop. Put the left hand to the right heel and press just gently there. You're not gonna move it, you're just gonna give it something to stabilize with. And breathe. Relax the animal pose. Let your head drop. Let the upper back soften. walk up to the hands again and you're going to tuck right heel back toward its own sitting bone turn yourself toward the left edge of your mat it's kind of where your body's just turning toward anyway into half straddle so it's a neat little transition there lift up through your center line half straddle nice uh, contrast to straddle where you only have to like this there's only one leg that you're really focused on working the, the tension out of. We're going to lift up and bow forward. And as you do, you're going to let your left sitting bone lift off the floor. And you're going to let your left, uh, the, uh, the pitchers or the, the floppers of the world unite. We're going to let the toes move forward. You're actually going to, to let the leg move more toward a straddle split scenario when you do that. Now, if that is painful or stressful, then don't either. But what we've done is taken the, the half straddle in order to get this roll up where the left sitting bone is off the floor, but you're well supported by the right leg in order to work that split-like action in just the left leg. 
which is just 50% of, of that straddle split, which is way nicer amount to work with, personally, because I'm lazy. Breath in, and breath out. One more breath in. To walk the hands in, just take your time, and turning toward the front of your mat, bend the left knee in, take the left foot to the outside of the right knee, you're going to reposition yourself uh, as needed to sit for a, a seated twist. What you'll see is your right knee is pointing straight ahead, the left leg is crossed over, and then the right arm wraps the left leg, any way you want a seated twist is great. This feels unsteady, uncomfortable. Try straightening the right leg out. If you need a visual representation of relaxation in this moment, uh, Gibbs has you on that one. I don't know if you can see him, but he has got ultra chill out mode going on. It's the face of a dog that just ate a whole lot of peanut butter out of a Kong toy was supposed to entertain him for an hour, but it got him for like five minutes. Now unwind slowly. We're just going to allow this to become a uh, simple cross legs that you roll over and step back into a down dog. And pause and take note of your inner landscape because things have changed. On an inhale, take your left leg up and back behind. As you exhale, left knee to left elbow. So there's no dive bombing this pigeon. It's awful to be dive bombed by a pigeon. Knee down to the floor slowly. Then extend the back leg back. And if you can think of that each time you come into pigeon, it'll, it'll be good for, for a lot of things. Go to the knee first, or go knee to elbow and then slide it down. Again, once you get here, press the back foot down, press the front shin bone down. If things are cool, they're cool. And if they're not cool, you get out, you go do a different stretch. But if it's just not your favorite stretch, yeah, it's, it's true. But, but you can come down to a forearm. You can pull the elbows into the foot, pull spine forward, and then work on that anchoring of the front shin bone, back foot. And then you may find you don't get as much or you get much, much more on this side. Uh, and you may need to change the, the angle of the shin bone on this side to, to feel something or to, to maybe back off some, some extra. It's okay to have the two sides look really different. Things that are gonna feel the same the work of the shin bone down. For right now, the work of the spine in the heart forward, the lengthening of the back of your neck. With an exhale, release down and let your head rest, breathe. 
one more breath in. Inhale, you'll come up to your hands. Roll onto the outer edge of the left leg. And then slide the left shin bone up to parallel with the front of the mat if it's not already. Bring in the back knee up to a right angle as well. And then lift up, turn the rib cage so that your sternum, your nose, Navel center, we're all pointing diagonally toward the foot and bow toward the foot. And this is where, for some of us, things get jammed up in the back leg and uh, self included there. Uh, you might need to readjust that. Uh, this right knee might need a different angle. The angle that's going to stay 90 degrees is the one in the front leg, and the angle with the uh, the idea that the thigh bone is parallel with the side edge of the mat. But if the back knee needs to move off of that angle, let it. Relax the animals about to the diagonal and then the release of the head down. On your next inhale, slowly walk your hands up. And then you tuck the left leg in and turn toward the right edge of the mat. You're ready for half straddle. And in this half straddle, let's lift up, bow forward, and let that right leg, if it will, and only if it will, slowly tilt forward. Let it pitch forward. Let the right sitting bone roll up off the floor. So that we're taking a half uh, straddle split rather than a half seated straddle, which is what we're just doing. So many straddle poses, guys. Luckily, we don't get into the like headstand straddles and stuff like that. That'd just be completely. Uh, we would. I wouldn't be able to cope with that much. It's my failing teacher. I'm sure you're sad about that no headstand straddle thing. Send your complaints in. Just send them. Send straight to Gibbs. He doesn't really answer them, but he definitely reads them. One more breath here. Slowly up out of that and take your time. So shift the weight into left leg, bring the right leg around so that you're in the seated twist positioning Ardha Matsyandrasana. Uh, left knee pointing just about forward, right foot crossed over, 
planted, sit tall, left arm wraps around. This is another place to really check in with the head because twist wants to pull the head down and forward. Whatever forward is right now. Instead, lift the back of the skull up and back. Really nice. Breath in, heart up. You're going to unwind this slowly, come back to center, and this must have crossed in the legs. You're going to uncross them all the way until you get soles of the feet to the floor, hands back behind, and you're uh, going to lean out forward, basically. But press your feet down, lift your chest up, so spine up into the back of your heart, shoulder blades squeeze in towards center. You stay just like this. If you like a little tabletop, lifting your hips up, go for that. That sentence started with the words, if you like, make sure you like it. And you exhale your way down onto your back. Make your way to Shavasana. You can go right there. We've, we've done quite enough. But if there's something on the way that strikes your fancy, take that. And then rest when you can. That was super well.
ready to come back. Toes, investigating out through your body, find your fingers and your toes. Wiggle gently. Roll to your right side. And make your way up to seated. Comfortable seated pose. Take a moment to feel your hips, your legs. To ground down and then to rise up. Feel the rebound through your body. Spaciousness of your breath. Bring hands together at heart center. And thumbs to forehead center. Super work, y'all. Namaste. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.